0: Welcome to Counselor Find,
1: a podcast for counselors past and present finding their way in faith and current culture. We are your hosts, Shrek and Shopvac, also known as Terry and Zach. Hi. What's up?
0: Oh man, I don't know. You know th- those days where you, you're like just want the sun to shine and you're just feeling off and empty. Anyway,
1: the sun did just come out.
0: Yeah, just but oh, uh, thank goodness. Our bad
1: for so, this being late. Yeah, this sorry about that. The episode was late. The weather was El Bato the other day, and other it, weather was bad, and we couldn't did not think we that's what you were going to say. Get together to record, <laughs> so it's late. Um, because we pushed it off to the last minute, and then the last minute, the weather was bad, so then we had to push it off past the last minute.
0: Yeah. So
1: anyway, um, here we are. The vocation of singleness or marriage. What does that even mean? What didn't we just talk about dating and stuff? Wait a second. But is this the same or different? Back up. Different. It's very different. That was a mouthful. What single? The vocation of singleness or marriage. So
0: what do you mean by vocation of singleness? Well,
1: what does a vocation do? That Terry? was a really
0: long pause.
1: What's a vocation?
0: I don't know. You tell me. I don't know. You don't know what vocation I'm means? I'm supposed to interview
1: you. Oh. Okay. Vocation well, is like a job.
0: Yeah. It's more than that though, isn't like it? A calling? It's
1: I really like think what it's what you like, do for your life.
0: Yeah. There's almost like a spiritual sense to it, right? Vocation. I
1: think so. That's the point of it.
0: Um, so, yeah, I would say like calling, it's, it's an intentional way of being. It's what you intend to be. Like, what's your vocation? Oh, I'm an engineer. Right. And so you're saying your job, your way of being in the world, your spiritual, blessed mm-hmm. fingertip point of God on your life is that you are
1: single Kind of like combo of like job, passion, god given talent, and your way of ministry type all in one. Okay.
0: So that's your vocation. Right? Is that right? Yeah. So you're saying singleness as a vocation.
1: I was saying that we are gonna to talk today about singleness and marriage in the perspective or the lens of them oh, being a vocation. Man, I
0: really like that idea.
1: Because first of all, <clears throat> we don't talk about singleness. Ever. So we gotta bring that up. But the other part of that is that we don't really talk about the vocation of marriage. We just think of marriage as mm. being like a um
2: and often next. we
1: think of it as like a it's a self fulfilling like just like it's good yeah. It's for us.
0: It's the next step.
1: Yeah, and it's not I'm dating this person, so now let's get married. There's not just like a there's not a purpose for it. As that outward or external purpose. I'm not explaining this very well, but... Right. No, you are.
0: So what is the purpose, the vocation of marriage? Man, I have stopped... Stop and think about that. Okay. Wow. All right. So let's start.
1: Okay. So where do you want to start?
0: Well, I don't know. Like, I guess... Okay, so there's lots of conversation in our churches, especially lately, about marriage. Sure. I've noticed it over the last five years, maybe 10, there was real push, like, for, for marriage retreats and marriage experiences, and we need to help our marriages, and a real, like, talking about, you know, uh, husbands and wives, and it's really important that we protect our marriages. Mm-hmm. Like, so, one, we have some really good friends that are single. And they're like, why is it always about marriage? Mm-hmm. Like as if this is the fulfillment of me as a human being. Right. So we don't talk about what marriage is that way in that it's a vocation. It's an actual calling of God. And if so, if that's our calling from God, then there's a purpose to it. And so what is the purpose or vocation of marriage? Right. We just talk about marriage like, well, you're going to like, is it, What is, how do we see marriage then? Well,
1: we talk about marriage as if it's like an end goal or like a a mile marker or a checkpoint or like a thing along the way. And it's like, it's not that. I think it's in general, uh, this is very um, oversimplifying it, but I would say there's two paths in your life and we can either choose singleness, we choose choose slash God chooses slash we choose with God. No, I think we choose. We choose either singleness or marriage. And whatever one we choose will then uh, determine the path and the things that we do from there um, in our Christian lives and ministry and faith and um, the ways that we serve the kingdom. That's what this is all going to come back to is how do we serve the kingdom? And so whether you choose marriage or singleness, there's different ways that you can serve the kingdom the best or well or and some of them will be the same but there's lots of ways that a single person can serve the kingdom that a marriage person a married person really never could because they won't have the time or the resources or whatever and there's ways that a a married person can serve the kingdom that a a single person really wouldn't be able to neither is better than the other neither is more important they're both equally important and i think that's something that we really don't ever talk about um and i guess that's what we (sighs) want to get at today is that like it's okay to pick one. It's okay to pick the other. But there's like a purpose behind each one of those things. And so I guess where we, we can start is with the vocation of marriage or the purpose behind getting married would be to raise children. What? That's like the main, that would be the main vocation. Um,
0: yeah, which is, which is very true. And I, and I agree with you, but can we just back up here? Yeah. Like when you call it vocation are calling. Yeah. Then it means that God has placed this weight upon it.
1: Yeah.
0: Is how I would I would I understand would agree that. With that. And so if God's placed this weight upon marriage, then you're being called by God into marriage. Yes. None of us or a very few people stop and think about marriage as a sure. thing that God like when I got married, God wasn't calling me into marriage. Like I really like Julia. I wanted to have yeah, sex, yeah, yeah. and um, <laughs> and so and, you have to get married and be with her forever. And I th- so thought so. We get married. Like
1: I said, it's it's all about what like meets what your want. needs, right? It, it's and what was you meeting want.
0: my needs. And and I I didn't want to be single, right? And and I have so many friends that are like, I'm single, but I don't want to be single, right? And so. This whole conversation, this whole idea of vocation and calling, you're completely changing the dialogue mm-hmm. that I think for us in our modern Western context have approached marriage and singleness yeah. because it's 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 not if it's vocation if it's God's calling on your life that changes the conversation completely.
1: Yeah, I know. I get around here, especially we like to use the the whole term, or um, it's almost like a scapegoat but like oh if i'm burning with passion you got to get married well hang on like it's more like if you're burning with passion fine get married but here's what happens next here's the path it's not just like uh it's not like an end goal of like oh well, i'm burning with passion i guess i gotta get married like that's that
0: yeah but burning with passion like I can be really angry and burning with passion. Yes. I don't just kill
1: somebody. It's true. Like, There's also the whole like being in control of your, your own emotions and your own body and all that. Um,
0: yeah. Like we're really taking one passage there and writing a whole theology yeah. backwards from it. Are we not?
1: So just to preface this, I did not look up any passages to go with all this. Um I do believe that what we're going to talk about is in the Bible, <laughs> but I, I just, we, I mean, we haven't really done this much lately. So we
0: should apologize to Dusty di- now.
1: <laughs> directly referencing the passages, but we're more than happy to go find those if requested. Um, and if, if there's a disagreement, we can certainly look that up. But so
0: you're not an expert on singleness or marriage?
1: <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no. Okay. I think people know that by now, but yeah. And anyway. I'm not
0: either. And there, but there are, there are very bright minds writing about this stuff.
1: Back to the idea of marriage as a vocation, the vocation being to raise children. Um, Not that that, like, I hope not to offend anybody when I say that, because there's lots of exceptions and there's lots of, like, possible issues around that. Um, But I think in general, that's what God has called us to do as married people is to to raise kids. And I say raise, not bear, because um, there are issues with sometimes bearing children or whatever, Um, and again, I think those are exceptions to like the, the ideal plan because we don't live in an ideal world. We live in a world full of, um, evil because of Satan and we go down that path another day, but, um, (laughs) there are imperfections in our world. And so the things that like God has laid out as like the ideal plan doesn't always going to fit that perfectly. Um, but we can make exceptions to that and work around that. So yeah, I say raise children because I think that's generally what a married couple is um, supposed to do. That's what they've been. That um, they're in the best position to do that versus yeah, someone yeah. who's single.
0: That makes sense. That's totally makes sense.
1: That comes back to but, God's that, ideal for a man and a woman in marriage, and that's, yeah, it does kind of sound like Genesis, doesn't it? Yeah, a little like, bit. So. I don't know, is there any more you want to add to that?
0: No, it does sound very Genesis, Old Testament. Like, this is the way it is. Mm-hmm. Like, you be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth, right? That right. is like the first commission right. in the Bible. Like, God says, do this.
1: Yeah. Like, and then I guess ultimately, man woman
0: like, married, become one flesh, have children, populate the world.
1: Yeah. I should probably take this a step further. Is that the, the point of raising children is that you are bringing people to the kingdom? You're bringing children to the kingdom, and that like you have as a parent the the best or most ideal position in somebody's life to bring somebody to God to the kingdom, and um, so I think God's given us that opportunity more so like closeness to somebody more than any other opportunity I think um, to allow that. Yeah, and I
0: think there's more and more and more studies coming out on the importance of having that having that parent raising a child. Right. Right. The, there's the obvious answers to that of like, we can see the impact of, of a parent without a a mother or a father. Yeah. But at least having a, a, at least having a parent in the house makes such a, a huge difference in a child's development than if they have no parent at all, or they're raised in a, a a system uh, of the state or in an orphanage or something Like longevity, mental health, everything. So we know that those studies are true. Uh So then God's vocation for us as married people is actually to have children, to raise them to know him.
1: Yep. And that's
0: why we get married.
1: Yes, 100%.
0: It's not because of this is a good partnership and we're best friends and we live together forever and, and we have intimacy and...
1: But it's, it's to do Like, those do things that. might be important for that marriage to be... But that's not why we get married. To be good or to be healthy. It's
0: because God's called us right, to be a married couple and raise children. Right. I just think this is awesome.
1: Yeah, like, we don't think about it, like, this way at all. No, right? but it
0: just gives marriage such clear definition and purpose, does it not?
1: Yeah, and it's not like you have to be like, Oh, I didn't think of that before I entered my marriage. I just have to redo this. Like, no, like, obviously you can, like... Take that step now and be like, yeah, this is okay. I'm married, like we're both committed Christians, like this is, our, this is our vocation. God's calling us to do this.
0: Completely changes the conversation. Then why are we so focused on on protecting our marriages and, and um having healthy marriages when we should actually be talking about how do we raise our children and what does it mean to disciple and how do we better be better disciples? As a couple, so we can disciple better. Right. And, and how do we have grace for our children that have gone astray and, and room to let them be adults and, and continue to draw them and call them to the, um, to the kingdom? It changes the whole conversation.
1: Now, before we move on to singleness, I want to play devil's advocate here. Okay. What about people who are married and they don't feel called to have children, but they have lots of other ministry work they want to do as a couple, or kingdom work that they can do together, or are doing. Is that, are they, are they wrong? Or are they living in are they sinful? Or are they not doing what God wants, us, wants them to do? So they want to continue to function as single people well,
0: while being there, married.
1: No, what do you mean function as single people?
0: Well, they have their own callings. They're doing ministry well, it can work. Be together. Well, yeah, but you and I are together in ministry work.
1: So you're saying there's no benefit, there's no not only benefit, you're saying it's wrong to be married and not raise children?
0: If our definition of marriage is that it's a vocation given by God Mm -hmm. to raise children so that we raise up new people into the kingdom of God, people that already know God, children of light. If that's the definition of marriage, that it's a given gift by God and it's a calling and a job, then for us to intentionally choose not to does seem very selfish, does it not? Yeah. I'm, Even if we're doing I mean, good is things. tough, though. Like,
1: that's, I'm having a hard time with this because... Even if we're doing good things. Yeah. I, I would have a really hard time telling somebody in that situation that they're wrong. But I would definitely say that, like, I, st- I do think that that's God's ideal is that we raise children as married people. I mean, but like, but I, but I just, because like, but I I would have a hard time being like, I don't know your struggle and I can't sympathize with it. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to sit here and say, you're for sure wrong. Like, and that's just kind of, because then it just
0: comes down to the fact that, well, I wanted to do my own thing and he, he wanted to do his own thing or she wanted to do his, her own thing, but we both really liked each other and we really wanted to have sex and, and cohabitate, well, and so we th- got married. I think there,
1: there'd be an argument to be made that like you could do certain ministry work better as a couple. Um, and that's possible.
0: So then I would question then, why then in the New Testament does God seem to demonstrate through Jesus and Paul and others the importance of being a vocation of singleness to impact and, and increase the kingdom? Yeah. Like Paul says that, the best way is to be single. Right. And Jesus lived that for us that the best way was single. He could do so much more for the kingdom, not being tied to another person. Not to somebody else's agenda, not to somebody else's thing. It was like I I am the bride of Christ then, right? Paul is the bride of Christ, and, and that was is that's what people have done for centuries. They've chosen that monastic or celibate lifestyle to, to, to fully be engaged in the ministry and mission of Christ. Right. They're way more effective then. They're not distracted by children. They're not distracted by burdens of of the responsibilities of trying to raise a family. Right. There's so much that I go through because I have children that I didn't have before.
1: Yeah, I don't think there's an argument against um, the benefits. Because if you're saying singleness
0: (laughs) is a vocation, that God may have called you and place that calling on your life. It makes, it doesn't make it less easy to not be in a relationship, but it also makes it so much clearer that this is ordained by God and we need to embrace and uplift that. It's like, we've got this 1950s, lens that marriage is the be all and end all, this this Disney view that, you know, you just gotta get old enough for some prince to show up and save you and and carry you off and live happily ever after as long as you find the right prince. Well then how many people that we pass over that are Because I don't think they're the right one for me. What is that? Like that means then that that's just crazy stuff. I'm rambling a bit, but I'm just kind of processing this out loud. I think this, yeah. is, this is a really different well. way of looking at marriage that, that would change the conversation entirely.
1: Yeah, I, uh, I'm definitely like processing this as we talk. I think, there's, is, like, I think I, there's
0: situations where someone would come into a marriage and say like, I don't intend to have children because biologically I can't. Sure. Or it puts my, it puts us at risk. Oh, for sure. And again,
1: I don't think that, I'm not saying people have to bear children. Right. But Um, maybe then that's where
0: we need to adopt or we need to foster or we need to, how do we bring children into our home as a married couple so that we can engage them and and teach them about God and, and increase the kingdom opportunities in their lives. Right.
1: I think there's other ways can be done, but. If they don't choose so you're I mean, I just again I'm so struggling with this, like processing it as we go here, but so you're saying a married couple that would choose not to raise children or, or invest in children, I guess in any way, um or bring children into their own home, that even if they're doing all kinds of other ministry work together, separate, whatever, that there's something missing at the very least, oh, my goodness. maybe they're not doing something wrong, but it, there's something missing.
0: That is such a strong paintbrush that you're painting. With. I know. I don't think I, c-
1: I can't. I can't confidently say this, that. This like, is I would have such a, really... a new
0: concept for me to, to say that. But by your definition, I would say yes. They're wrong.
1: Well, I'm not as confident my definition's right, but you can't do that to me. Are you, do you? Are you confident? <laughs> Sounds pretty right.
0: It does sound really yeah. right. Like there's a lot about it that makes a lot more sense than the way we've pursued marriage. You wonder why, like, think about it this way. If we pursued marriage, and, and if that's God's design for marriage, that it's a calling, and this is the purpose for it, then wouldn't that change the divorce rate? Like, the divorce rate is, is all about, I'm unhappy here. Yeah, It's about me. I came into this, and I didn't get the full disclosure, because either you kept something secret, or we've, we've had to experience something that just, uh, I didn't anticipate. Or I'm just no longer into it. Uh-huh. And now I'm out.
1: Okay, let's move on to singleness. Whoa. I'm, There's just so like much. beating a dead horse here at the marriage thing, but we'll come back to it.
0: Well, singleness, I think, has gotten a raw deal.
1: Well, I, yeah, I think this is the part we don't talk about enough. We can talk about marriage forever, but singleness we don't talk about ever. The church, the community, whatever. Um, and I think that it, it's just because it's got to a point where like singleness is like a joke of an option. Like, oh my goodness, a person's single. Like, I think singleness needs to be like, like it's totally fine You to choose singleness. It's, it's as honorable as being married. It's as good. It's, I hated this idea that like, all of a sudden I got married and I was worthy to work at camp. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> We've talked about that before. Yeah. But like, oh, suddenly I got married and I had my, my crap together. Like, give me a break. Yeah. Like,
0: no, I don't think I you was did. still
1: just as dumb and young as I was the year before that, the month before that. Like, yeah, you were. It, it, and I've talked to a lot of people about this. <laughs> like, it's like, I, they, but there's this perception that like getting oh. married suddenly, like makes you mature or makes you whatever. And like to an extent, like if you've just like lived at home your whole life and then all of a sudden you're married and you're not living at home. But at the same time, like we have the lean on people around us so much and it's so much easier to do so now than ever that like as a married couple, you don't necessarily have to like mature that much. Um, so yeah, I just don't think that like it's not, marriage is not the the be all and end all of though we want it to make it, we love to make it seem like it is. Um, and I think a huge part of that is because we get trapped in this like, idea from the world and this and our society and our media that we have to have that person and we have to have that love and that romance. And like, it's just such like ingrained into our like culture and our media that heaven forbid, like we don't have that in our life. Like you're an absolute loser if you don't have that. But again, I, coming back to this, singleness as a vocation has tons of purposes on its own, right? And there's tons of things you can do as a single person for the kingdom that you can't really do as a married person, like so much more time afforded to you. Right. And like, yeah. And so that's, I guess where we're getting at is like, if you are really like looking to do some sort of thing in ministry, that's not raising children, then it's, I would have a hard time finding a scenario where it's, it's better to do as a married person than a single person, because a single person is just going to have more time to devote to it. Because, they're not going to have to do at least that base amount of time to keep their marriage healthy, even just that alone. But there's obviously more than that because there's two families and two whatever, all that to deal with too. Um, yeah. So what, what is it about like, do we need to prop up single people more? Do we need to, okay. um, how do we, how do we talk about singleness I, I don't as know, vocation like- without making it seem like they're just losers?
0: I don't know. Like they're not losers. (laughs) You need to know that and hear that if you're single out there right now, like you are not a loser. And if God has called you to that, like what a high calling. Yeah. Not an easy calling. No, there's no one saying that one is easier than the other, and and especially in our culture, you know, it doesn't seem to be okay. Mm You're and and I wonder how much of that is the Disney impact. Yeah. Of the like you know, these 15-year-old princesses that are suddenly finding Prince Charming and, and going off and being happy ever after, mm-hmm. like...
1: Well, there's another piece to it. I actually did mean to look this up, but I, I just forgot. Um, anyway, there's obviously, like, we get this idea from the Bible that um, we were built for love and for connection and for community, and we know that.
0: We are, and there's a great part um, of that.
1: Yeah. But we also then tend to take that and think that that means intimacy intimacy with another person it is intimacy within marriage and i don't think that it it does mean that and i don't think that it has to mean that and i so i think that like that base like need and desire that we have as humans that we get like from god for love and for community and for like intimacy with another person doesn't have to be um like um, romantic intimacy it doesn't have to be sexual intimacy and that we can get that those like basic human desires filled through like non-partnership like marriage right and so i, I guess what i'm saying is like a single person often the biggest that's probably the biggest hurdle i would assume <laughs> being single is like i'm never gonna have that intimate like, intimacy, community intimacy with somebody yeah and like that would be tough but um yeah I would challenge that, like, the version in the Bible that is, like, intended for us or so that, they, that they know, that God knows that we need um, can be had through friendship um, and through, like, a non-marriage setting. I mean, like, from in, in, in singleness. I'm not wording this super well. You're looking at me funny, no, but No, you're, <laughs> you're doing well.
0: No, it's good. No, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I think there is a way for it. There has to be.
1: But that's a big part of the issue is that we just assume that we can't, right? Like we just think I have to, I'm going to have to have this. How could I go my whole life without this? But I would argue that like the, like, yeah, it seems like it might be hard to go your whole life without like being physically intimate with somebody. But I would argue that the part that you actually get the most out of that, that like the most fulfilling part of that and the godly part of that isn't a physical intimacy part. It's something that you can get intimacy through like a healthy friendship and through community in other ways. Um. I think that's what's like the design for someone who's choosing singleness is that like, you can still get what you need, get what God wants you to have.
0: Well, obviously you can be in a marriage and not have that intimacy. Yeah, that's right. True. Because we know the divorce rates over 50%. So that means that more than half the marriages that's crazy. are not ending or not, are not being fulfilled. Right. They're not, they're, they're supposed to be put together forever. Yeah. Why is that? It's because there is, there's, there's not that intimacy. Right. At some point, one of the partners is like, you're not meeting my needs. And so I'm going to go find it somewhere else. So it's back to that. It's all about me kind of idea.
2: Right.
0: But then it's also like, what is the intimacy that we're requiring? It requires vulnerability. The single people I know and the married people I know, there's an, they require vulnerability. Right. To engage that intimacy. And if you don't yeah. enter into that, it doesn't matter whether you're married or not. You're going to become distant with your spouse. You're going to end up at a point where you're like, I don't know this person, or they don't know me, or they don't understand me, or they're not changing, or they've changed too much, or whatever it is. It happens in a marriage. If you're single and you don't have that, you're like, I just want intimacy, just be vulnerable with people. Mm-hmm. Like Jesus demonstrates yeah, that sure. over and over again. He gets away with this 12 and he's like, he calls them away. He's got these, these, these men and these women that are around him and he, he challenges them to be intimate and to teach and to learn. And when they don't get something, he's like, come on guys, figure it out. Like he's, there's a, there's a jovial aspect, but there's also a like frustration aspect that sometimes comes out in the gospels. And you're like, this is relationship. This is real life. And they're doing it together. That you don't see that complaint. You don't hear that. Um, I think Paul at one point in, the, in his writings says, like, I have just as much right, you know, we have as many, as much right to bring a wife or a, a companion with us as, you know, Peter does or whoever the other apostles are that he mentions. But he's like, we forgo our rights. Right. Because this is my family. Uh, the gospel, you know, the I'm married to Christ and Mm. I forgo my rights so that I can bring the kingdom to you. And I have that freedom. And he's like, this is the way,
2: this is the way should be.
1: This is how I'm feeling this week. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Maybe I could be convinced otherwise maybe, but from what I've been uh, reading and listening to and, you know, the research I've been doing this week, this is like, where I'm coming to on the conclusion of, of marriage and and singleness. And um, again, I just really think that like, I don't think it's a coincidence that Jesus was single and that like disciples like were single and that there's like examples in the, so many examples in the Bible, right? Like, and that there's also so many examples of poor marriage or like, you know, poor intimacy examples in the Bible and stories. So like, there's definitely um, more to this singleness thing than we ever give credit to.
0: I think there's a shift to that in the New Testament, for yeah, sure. Yeah, for sure. Like the Old Testament seems to be very much like...
1: Wife, yeah.
0: Husband and wife yeah. and have children and be fruitful and multiply. Right. And then you get to the New Testament and it's like, there's a new covenant. Right. And, and marriage was meant to be a reflection, right? Paul talks about husbands and wives and he's like... But this mystery I'm talking about is actually God in the church. Yeah. He's like, so there is a sense that the marriage was the archetype and it is a calling for us. And then there was a new calling to singleness because we become fully the bride of Christ. Fully, fully integrated, like a husband and wife should be to create new children with Christ, creating new people for the kingdom. But we don't talk about that. So
1: he's kind of given us a second pathway. Yeah, and now we've just there is that freedom. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and
0: we've just—I think it's our Western church. We've idolized marriage. Yeah. I think well, it's become—it's the sacred cow we worship, and it's replaced. The, the, we, we've done. It's all about you and all about me. Yeah, and and us getting married, and we celebrate this day, and look at all we spend on it. Like, you cannot tell me this is not an idol that we have become, come to worship it is a day that gets like budgets thrown out the window.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> like there's no sense at all. And yet it's, and then it's romanticized in every Disney story and it seems to be, and it's, it's part of our culture and now it's being um, taken over <laughs> in different ways and mm. used for things that God never intended.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: And If we're really going to stop and say, this is a God's calling, whether it's married or single, God has a calling on you. Then we got to stop and say, then what is God's calling and purpose in this call, in this job that he's given me? Right. And that's, that's a really high thing. That's really amazing. This goes back to that self-awareness piece, right? Uh Like if we really know ourselves, and we're in this relationship do I really know myself? Like, what is God calling me to? And is this person entering into that with me? Right. That's a huge thing.
1: Yeah.
2: I don't know about you. Like
0: when I was 23 and getting married, I didn't want to have kids. Like I hadn't even thought about oh, it. Oh no. I yeah. never thought about it. Uh, Julie, on the other hand, she's like, Oh yeah, we're going to have like five or seven kids or whatever. And I'm like, <laughs> sure.
2: Right. Like I'm, I'm just in it
0: for what I'm in it for. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, but if we had, someone had stopped with us and said, the reason you're getting married is to have children. Mm. Are you good to have kids? Like, <laughs> are you good with kids? Have you thought about the fact that you're going to have children? Right. Because when we were married for five years and hadn't had children and we wanted them, suddenly that conversation was totally different. We're mm. Like, man, we're not even, we're not, we're not, we're not able to have kids at this point. I wonder why. And yeah. we didn't go down the medical road for it, but. Right. But it does make you stop and say, "Wow, well, there is something more to this relationship than just us self-fulfilling each other. Right. And, uh, yeah, so I think that's, that's something that's really clear. Like, I can see it in the Bible, and I can also see it in my own life, that, that playing out. But there is that self-awareness piece. Man, if, yeah. if you're listening and you're like, ah, self-awareness, whatever, like, no, know yourself. Yeah. You're, especially if you're entering into a marriage you don't know yourself, what are you bringing to that person? What are they bringing to you? Do they even know them? And, <laughs> and like, are we just pursuing our passions now? Are we just because we're burning? We got to do this? Like, that's a bad that reason way. to do something, isn't it?
1: Oh, it's not a great one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Anyway, well, interesting conversation. Zach. Yeah. I'm guessing we've offended some people today, but that's, that's okay. excellent. Um, happy to talk about it again. Uh, A bit of a shorter one, but I think that's okay. That's all I have for today. So no,
2: I
0: don't have, I don't have anything. I don't think beyond kind of
1: that. Blurted this hot take and Oof, that's a hot that, take. Hoping that people pick it up and
0: that is a hot take,
1: man. <laughs> the biggest point here is that like there's a purpose to the path you choose, uh, life, and that like there's nothing wrong with singleness, even though we pretend it is or we say it is in our culture for sure so do not be ashamed yeah and we can do a better job yeah we should do
0: a much better job with those friends around us that are single to to allow them vulnerability to allow them space for intimacy with us and and to um move beyond uh, i don't know we're such a sexualized society like we need to move beyond that to true intimacy and vulnerability with each other the true relationship when jesus stops and says these are my brothers and sisters yeah these are my brothers and sisters
1: Hmm. They stop itemizing them or well like the one podcast i was listening to a guy was saying like the times where he's been in like the like in closest community and had like the closest friendships and all that yeah are times when he's been like like, tempted the least, um, like, do things that he shouldn't, right? Like, physically, sexually, or whatever. Um, mm. And I definitely, like, resonate with that, right? Like, times when I, you know, when I was counseling at camp, like, like like temptations or thoughts that I shouldn't have had never crossed my mind while I was here. Maybe on the weekend when I was at home, then that's a different, <laughs> different struggle. But, like, when you're in that close community and you have that, like, that fulfillment of, like, the intimacy with people, it's a totally different type of intimacy than you'd have in marriage, but it's like crazy the effect that it can have on you, right? And I, so I think that that's like, that's what, that's that intimacy that God's trying to give us. Um, it doesn't have to be fulfilled through marriage.
0: No, and that's such a great point, too. Like in worship, I shouldn't have any hesitation,
2: mm-hmm.
0: right? To be worshiping together with you or in that moment. It doesn't matter that I'm married or not. Right. It's just me and God. Yeah. And if we're worshiping together, then it's me and my single friends and married friends around me. Right. And we're all worshiping God together. And if we're praying for each other or we're mentoring each other, it shouldn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter that I'm sitting down and, and mentoring uh, a woman or a woman's mentoring me. That doesn't matter because yep. we're in this moment of, of vulnerability and, and true interaction of relationship, brother and sister. Right. That's how it should be. Mm-hmm. Ah, that, that is a, that is a, actually a really beautiful picture of the kingdom of God. Is it not?
1: Mm-hmm. I think so.
0: Of us working together to further his kingdom regardless. And so, yeah. And, and I just think so many more, so many more freedoms as a single person that like, I have responsibilities. Like I got to drive my kids here and there and I got doctor's appointments and all sorts of things that suddenly take up all my time. Yeah. And, and I can't have the freedom that they have to just like, Oh, by the way, I'm going to Atlanta to, to learn this at this conference. And I like, I'd love to go there. Yeah. My kid has a recital (laughs) (laughs) or there's a hockey tournament or there's a, you know, like, like you can't just, Oh yeah. For sure. Um, I have a kid. I, I, Yeah all right well, can't leave them today, at a kennel but,
1: uh, <laughs> hopefully we spark some interest on the topic yeah that,
0: that's a great one thanks so much all hey thanks everybody for your patience yep sorry you want to say goodbye
1: goodbye no, that's fine i know i haven't started the outro yet oh okay it's going now is it bye-bye bye